In today's show, we have news about the Dia de los Muertos at Disneyland Resort, Contemporary Resort Chef Table Experience, and some mouse's 90th birthday TV show, and so much more on today's Disney Parks Podcast. Welcome to the Disney Parks Podcast with your hosts, Tony Castlenova from DisneyByTheNumbers.com and Parkhopper John from WDWParkhoppers.com. Keep your hands, arms, feet, and legs inside the podcast at all times. And get ready for the Disney Parks Podcast. We know that coming to Walt Disney World can be very overwhelming with all the fast passes, the dining reservations, even getting from attraction to attraction can be extremely overwhelming. But we've got a friend that can help you make your next trip to Walt Disney World even more magical. It's Ramon and Theme Park Concierges. You can visit themeparkconcierges.com or call them at 407-257-9973. Ramon and his amazing team of VIP concierges will take care of you from the moment you arrive at the park until the moment you go back to your resort. They can take care of you for a four-hour time slot or a full day. It all depends on what you need. They can take care of your dining reservations, your fast passes, and even make sure that you find even more magic hidden in the Disney parks. Well, contact our friends, themeparkconcierges.com, or call 407-257-9973 and tell them your friends over at the Disney Parks Podcast sent you. Today's podcast is sponsored by Dreams by Design Travel. Dreams by Design wants your vacation to be a happy adventure where families can have fun together. They believe that a magical vacation begins with careful planning, and that is exactly what you will receive with this authorized Disney vacation planner. Remember, services are free, and make sure to tell your travel planner that the Disney Parks Podcast sent you. So visit dreamsbydesigntravel.com today. He looks marvelous for 90. Yeah, from 90, that he dude looks marvelous. spry. I saw him a couple weeks ago at Ravello. Yeah. He's, he, yeah, he looks good. Yeah. Like, yeah, I got to admit. It's almost like he hasn't aged. He hasn't aged a day, I'm telling you. He's like Benjamin Buttons. He's going backwards. He is going backwards in time. <laughs> and Minnie Mouse is totally adopted to uh, modern yeah. culture. Yeah. So. Gotta love that. I've gotta get that video done. I've yet to do that video. Mm. Uh, so yeah, so welcome to the show, everybody. Hope you guys are having a great week. Uh, this is our Friday show. Uh, so we hope you guys are looking forward to a great weekend. Uh, looking forward to a lot of fun. Uh, are we doing anything? Uh, what are you doing? What are you, any plans for this coming weekend? Oh, Sunday. We're going to STK for lunch. Uh, yes. Yeah, I haven't looked at my calendar. When we get we done, it to two. yeah. When we get done, can we go through the calendar just to make sure that yeah, I'm on the same page? That that that'd be good. There's that, a lot of that, stuff coming up. That that'd be really good. Uh, I you know I, I, we have something on Saturday. It's Disney related, but it's not like Disney. We're having some friends of ours that are Disney friends. Mm-hmm. We're coming over doing a big cookout on Saturday. That's that's probably not what you were right. looking for. No. I think we might be doing something on Friday night, but I can't remember what it is. That's. The extent of our Disney plans right there. Yeah. Disney Springs, and that's Yeah, that SK, SDK lunch menu looks great. Yeah, should be fun. Should be yeah. really, really fun. Looking forward to it. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So, um, anything else you want to add before we get into All right, let's get into the 
News. And now, Disney Parks Podcast News. Disneyland Resort is hosting a Dia de los Muertos-inspired experiences starting on September 7th. Uh, so starting on the 7th through November 2nd, the Disneyland Resort will be hosting limited-time experience inspired by Dia de los Muertos. Now, according to the Disney Parks blog, Disney California Adventure Park will be bringing back the Plaza de la Familia, a celebration of Disney Pixar's Coco and Paradise Gardens, which was a popular offering last year, mainly because A, it's it's Latino, and B, it's Coco. Coco was a huge hit last year. Uh, here, guests can interact with a memory wall. You can take their photo at the Mexican uh, Arbol de la Vida, which is the Tree of Life photo spot. And Tree of Life, what? They stole our Tree of Life? They stole it. Sons of guns. Uh, so you can take that photo spot and craft your own mask that portrays their uh, aljibre, I think that's pronounced correctly, or Spirit Guide. Uh, now, during the festivities, Paradise Gardens Grill will be serving uh, Mexican food. Uh, the Paradise Gardens will also be hosting a mariachi band. Uh, throughout the day, there will be a musical celebration of Coco, the movie, not the drink, uh, which brings together the story lo- storytellers of Plaza de la Familia and the Mariachi Divas. This year, a whimsical handcrafted styling of Miguel will join the music and dancing. In Cars Land, guests are encouraged to visit the Ofrenda, uh, which is a remembrance altar for Doc Hudson. Oh, that's, oh son of a gun. Hey. Now I want to go. That should be a very long list of dead people. I mean... They kill off somebody in every movie. Oh, who'd they kill off in the last one? Bambi's uh, mother. No, 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 no. <laughs> but cars. Cars. I, I understand that, oh, but okay. I'm saying all the dead parents. Oh, yeah. Just get killed off. And yeah. now a reading of the... <laughs> the dead parents. Parents. Parents we've lost along the way. Cinderella's parents. Yeah. Snow White's <laughs> parents. Bambi's mom. <laughs> <laughs> All of the people on the planet Earth from Wally. Yeah. Except for those fat bastards up in the space. Fro- Frozen's parents. <laughs> Frozen's parents. Uh, ah! <laughs> Killed uh, by a tiger when she gave birth the to Prince Tarzan. The Prince of the Frog, right? Doesn't her parents die? Uh, her father was yeah, dead. Yeah, yeah, her mother. Everybody else. dies. Gosh darn it. It's it's a terrible thing to be a parent in a Disney movie because you're going to wind up dead. It's, it's the guy with the red shirt. I was going to say they're the red shirt <laughs> of the Disney. The red shirt world. of the Disney films. Uh, but in Cars Land, they do a tribute to Doc Hudson. Uh, oh, the nice. ofrenda for Doc can be found at Ramon's House of Body Art. Of course, it is. Uh, in Frontierland at Disneyland Park, uh, Zucalo Park, uh, Zaucolo. I hope I'm saying that correctly, Uh, will be decorated with a colorful display in honor of Dia de los Muertos. The display will include marigolds and uh, papel picado throughout the installation, along with a traditional ofrenda, uh, calaveras, which is the sugar skulls, an ancient, uh, excuse me, an iconic figure of La Catrina, yeah, and delicious food at the nearby Ranchero del... Uh, Zarco, Zarcalo, Zarcalo. Hmm. Math is a long stuff to Spanish class. Yeah. Uh, it, it, guys, if I'm mispronouncing all that stuff, I sincerely apologize. I'm trying to do the best I can. So, uh, yeah. 
All right. Hey, sounds like fun. Yeah, it should be, should be a fun time to, to be talking about dead people. Yeah. <laughs> it's good to be dead. It's good to be the dead. <laughs> All right. Hey, uh, last week we had a meetup at uh, Plancher. We kind of spoke about that on our Monday show. Or Wednesday. Or Wednesday whenever. That was. <laughs> time. Time. It's a hard thing when you're doing <laughs> two shows in the night. When I'm time shifting. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hey, coming up, though, we're going to be uh, September 15th at Miser's Lounge at the Grand Floridian at 7 p.m. Sweetness. We've had requests to make it earlier, but they don't open till 4. So 7 p.m. Uh, should be a good time. Uh, we could make it earlier, or we could just meet outside, outside in the little deck. Ah, forget it. Yeah, 7 p.m. Yeah. Uh, October 20th, we're not really sure what we're doing. We had a plan that really didn't work out, uh, so we're going to have to come up with plan B. And then November 3rd, we're going to be at the boardwalk uh, just outside the bakery at 7 p.m. So maybe get a little glimpse of uh, illuminations, a little cupcake, a little coffee, a little uh, ice cream from, what's that, the Seven Hills? What the hell is that ice cream? I don't, I don't know. know. Something Hills. Bob Iger's favorite. Bob Iger's ice favorite ice cream. Because <laughs> that's where he goes. Creamery Hills. Yeah. Like that. The hills were alive with the sound of music. And then mark your calendars now. Check it. Get it done. Put it on there. Scratch it. Circle it. Whatever you got to do. December 8th is our annual Christmas crawl. We'll begin at the Outer Rim at 7 p.m. Yay, yay. I was just at the Outer Rim. Well, yeah. Yep. So, uh... Right now, the September one is posted on Facebook.com forward slash Disney Parks Podcast forward slash events. You can go see that RSVP. That helps us know if you're coming, how many people will be there. Um, so if you want to do that, go do that. Uh, and then the other ones will get posted uh, as soon as we figure out uh, dates, not dates, but the location for the October thing, and we'll do something else. Uh, don't forget to you can listen to us on your Amazon Echo or your Amazon Dot and even your Google Home. Just say, play the Disney Parks podcast. Uh, John is fixing the store and should be up soon, if not by the time you hear and this. It'll already be done by the time this goes out. So by the time you hear this, the new store will be fixed, Disney Parks podcast, forward slash shop. And don't forget to rate us and review us wherever you see the show. Go to iTunes or Stitcher or Downcast. Wherever you get the show, click yes. I love the show. And review it. All right. All right. If you have uh, some spare peoli to get rid of in your wallet. Peoli? Money. Oh. Uh, Disney has found a way for you to release some of that. I, I didn't know if you were trying to say peyote or payola. <laughs> peola. Okay. Some money. If you, yeah. You, you get, I'm get with rid you of now. Scratch. Totally with you now. I was somewhere yeah. else for a minute. You can join... Not the California Grill nay, cooking I, team. No, nay. But join the contemporary catering, catering chefs. Woo, yeah. And service staff <gasps> at the executive chef's table located backstage at Disney's Contemporary Resort Convention Center for a unique chef table experience taking place on three nights, October 11th at 7 p.m., mm -hmm. uh, uh, November 1st at 7 p.m., and then December 13th uh, at uh, 7 p.m. Don't, don't tell me. 7 p.m.? 7 p.m. Yeah! The evening will begin with an innovative reception and champagne toast in the catering kitchen. There's nothing like being in a catering kitchen. 
No, there's not. No, there's not. <laughs> and then you'll progress through a secret entrance to the chef's table. Guests will enjoy a six-course meal, each presented and completed on stage and accompanied by an, an outstanding wine selection. Those who would like to attend should be prepared for an interactive evening with a sommelier and the chefs. The experience is a mere $259 per person. Only $259? Only $259 you per know, person. I paid that plus much. Plus tax and gratuities oh, included. I paid that much for dinner at Club 33 once. Yeah, exactly. Uh, table. This is for Tables and Wonderland members, too. Oh. Hey. So Tables and Wonderland members should call 407-WDW-DINE-7762 to book a seat at the Contemporary Resort's chef table. Nice. And space is limited, of course obviously. It is. How limited could it be having this on three separate nights? Having it three separate <laughs> nights, charging two hundred and sixty bucks a person. Yeah, I'm uh, thinking thirty, forty people probably. Oh, per if night. that, if that, yeah. that would be a fun event. But gosh darn, man, it's so prohibitive. One fifty, I would have been yes, fine, I'll give it a shot. Two fifty, no, I'm out. Two fifty, you're poking me with a stick. Yeah, I don't care what kind of food you're squeezing blood from the proverbial. If it was turnip. a California Grill and two fifty, I might have reconsidered it. But the convention catering kitchen? Yeah, I guess I know. Nothing like being in a convention space. Yeah, in Man, the kitchen. I have I have loaded so many gigs for my when I was in a wedding band through kitchens. The smell is mm. not pleasant. Actually, I know the kitchen that they're going to take everybody to, and it's yeah. that kitchen that they built for those special event things. Mm. So I'm sure it's sparkly clean, yeah, smelly smells good, and all that good stuff. Mm. Yeah. Well, it has to be. It better be. Yeah. $259. Yeah. <laughs> uh, ABC is going to be presenting Mickey's 90th Spectacular on November 4th. ABC has announced that on November 4th, they will celebrate Mickey Mouse's birthday with Mickey's 90 Spectacular, a two-hour primetime commercial. Excuse me. A primetime special commercial. Uh, legendary television producer and director Don Mishner <gasps> will produce and direct the event, uh, which will be broadcast from the Shrine Auditorium in Los Angeles. The special will include musical performances, tributes, uh, and short films that have never been seen before. I wonder if they're selling tickets for this. I don't know. Uh, maybe Jen could find out. Mm. And I'm sure some of those short films will be in the form of commercials. Yeah. Uh, Mishner said that we're honored to be involved in the star-studded production, adding, quote, I'm delighted to be working on this magical event. Walt Disney was a major influence in my early life and actually inspired me to pursue my life's work in television, end quote. <laughs> More details of the broadcast will be announced soon, including which celebrities will be making appearances during the elegant affair. Uh, Mickey's 90th Spectacular will be presented Sunday, November 4th, beginning at 8 p.m. Eastern. Mickey Mouse turns 90 on November 18th. Mm -hmm. Wowzers. Yeah, that's crazy. 90. 90 I remember years when he old. was a spry 50. I, I, re <laughs> I too, remember when he, when he was a spry 60. Oh, yeah. Uh, Mickey turned 60. Yeah. yeah. All right, get your phone ready. Uh, Okay. Will we be able to hear the volume if you play it into the mic? The speaker, uh, the speaker on your phone. Yeah, I can do okay. that. All right, <clears throat> gather around, kids. Get your pajamas on. Uncle Tony's got a story for you. <laughs> 
the shop did. I, here's the thing too that I just found out when I I, I was doing research on this. Uh, the Disney Store Online does not exist anymore. If you type Disney Store, it now redirects you to something called shopdisney.com. I'm just hmm. throwing that out there. Uh, all right, so they have a new sleep shop hotline. So parents agree that putting kids to bed can be stressful. And a recent study showed that 77% of parents are exhausted by the process of getting their children to bed. I'm just going to leave that where it lies. Beginning today, families and fans can add a little Disney magic to their bedtime routine with a new Disney Store's Sleep Shop Hotline. So, John, call 1-877-7-MICKEY. Yeah. Seven. Seven Got it. Bingy bangy, bingy bangy bangy, bingy bangy. Let's see how this goes. Hi there. Welcome to Disney Store Sleep Shop Hotline. To help you add a bit of magic to your little one's nighttime routine, follow the prompts to hear a special bedtime message from some of your favorite Mickey, Disney right? characters. You can also visit shopdisney.com to shop new pajama sets, sleep rewards charts, and more for a good night's sleep. Press 1 to hear from Mickey. Duh. <laughs> Hiya, pal. It's me, Mickey Mouse. Oh, I sure am glad you called. Gosh, it must be getting close to your bedtime. I bet by now you've brushed your teeth and gotten into your pajamas. Well, that's great. Pluto and I just finished brushing our teeth, too. Tonight, I think I'll read Pluto his favorite story. It's about a brave dog who helps a lost bunny rabbit find his way home. Well, it's time for Pluto's nighttime walk, so I'd better go. Good night, pal. I hope you have sweet dreams. Okay. So besides Mickey, there's Minnie, Donald, Daisy, and Goofy. All to give kids... Uh, something to look forward to each night. Uh, the phone number will run from, I think, a couple of days ago, only until August 31st. After that, Disney doesn't care how your kid gets to bed. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> they care for these 30 days or these two weeks. That's right. And after that, you figure it out. Well, it's go kids going back to school, so they well, care about getting ready for school. I guess. Uh, and it's only available in the United States and Canada. So if you're in some other place, that's too bad. Right. Uh, in an effort to help improve the bedtime battle, Disney Store and Shop Disney have launched new sleep shop assortments of children's sleep items that have teamed up with Lauren Olson, who is a certified pediatric sleep coach and founder of the Sleep and the City, to give her tips to parents for troubleshooting common sleeping challenges. My mother used to just tie me in bed. <laughs> My father used to beat me with a belt, and if you go to sleep, that was that. That explains so much. Uh, I think that, you know, we rag on technology a lot, but I'm going to tell you something, man. I mean, kids today, I mean, you could get a phone call from Mickey Mouse mm -hmm. and have him tell you a bedtime story. Right. Oh, my gosh. Um, this is great. I don't know why they don't do this. I mean, they're going to hit you with a commercial on the front end. The ROI on this can't be that. I mean, it's already set up. 
Yeah. Why? I mean, what's the bandwidth on the phone calls? Yeah. It's an 800 number, so they're picking up the tab. They're hoping that you're going to buy some of that sleep stuff. Heck yeah. Which they'll make back in spades on their uh, margin. Mm -hmm. So, <clears throat> I mean, I don't know what the number is. The going number on an 800 number is with all the lines to, mm. to do that. But oh, for Disney's public pennies on a dollar. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So uh, Corey just wants to know what the number is one more time. So the number, uh, Corey, is one eight seven 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 Mickey. Or if you like the digitized version, it's one eight seven 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 six four two five three nine. Okay. All right. There, there you go. go. All right, guys. If you're like me and a big fan of food trucks, although I'm not super excited about the food trucks, um, the Disney food trucks, they're not the best. Not the worst, but they're not the best. Yeah. I haven't had really anything uh, I write home about yeah, at Disney well, Springs. That's all about to change. Yeah. Because according to the Disney Parks blog, the popular barbecue joint for Rivers will soon have a food truck coming to Disney Springs. The new establishment will be called 4R Cantina Barbacoa Food Truck and will be located at the Disney Springs Marketplace beginning in late August. The 4R Cantina Barbacoa Food Truck will serve a barbacoa-style menu derived from the, quote, culinary culture of Mexico City. Guests will be able to find taco cones, burrito bowls, and even vegetarian options like squash blossom burrito. Ooh. Four Rivers is a popular family-owned steakhouse barbecue chain here in Florida. The food truck will be uh, serving uh, another locally founded establishment. I'm sorry, the food truck will serve as another locally founded establishment making its way here to Disney Springs. Uh, this is one of those cool things. It's going to be open seven days a week. Unlike their regular restaurants that are not open on Sunday. So oh, wow. the food truck will be open seven days a week, but the restaurants will still remain closed on Sundays. Yeah. That's interesting. Uh, here's a food trend, if you haven't figured this out yet. The word bowl. Bowl? Bowl. bowl. Everything is in a bowl. There's a place in, uh, uh, opening up here in, in Lake Nona that is going to be a bowl restaurant. I think it's called Bolay. <laughs> Bolay! <laughs> That's how big the trend is, that there are now bowl restaurants opening. Yeah, well. It's huge. That's, um, that's, uh, what is it, uh, not Moe's. Moe's does it. Mm. And then the other one, Chipotle. Yeah. And Kudoba. Yeah. They all do that. They yeah. do the bowls now. Yeah, PB&G. Yeah. At the Four Seasons has a bowl on their lunch uh, menu oh, now. Oh, where did I go? I went through a... I went through somewhere and ordered fast food, and they've got a bowl now. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, Chick-fil-A, I think, has got a breakfast bowl. That's what it was, Chick-fil-A's yeah. breakfast bowl. Yeah, yeah. got a breakfast bowl. There you go. Yeah, everybody does. Everybody's got a bowl. Everybody you got a bowl? Got. You get a bowl. You get a bowl. You get a bowl. You get a bowl. Everybody gets a bowl. <laughs> Thanks, Oprah. All right, what's the uh, worst thing about staying in a hotel room, John? At Disney. At Disney? Yes. Usually it's, um, well, the thin walls. Uh, the the guests and uh, definitely the Wi-Fi. Yeah. So Disney's going to try and fix that now for you. Ha-ha! <laughs> I, I like... This is what my thing was. I liked it when, A, I had to plug my wire into their internet. 
and then I can plug my own router and then blast my own Wi-Fi that I knew would fill the room and I would have my own Wi-Fi in my little hotspot. Yes. I don't know if I needed it everywhere else. I mean, it's nice to have in the parks, but, you know, I'm just saying. Anyway, so uh, Disney's Port Orleans French Quartier. <laughs> Mr. Quartier. <laughs> they got a update. So as part of the company's efforts to continuously improve the guest experience, Walt Disney World is working hard to identify opportunities to enhance the Wi-Fi services available across the resorts. For this reason, Disney is currently upgrading the complimentary Wi-Fi offered to Disney hotel guests so that it will be faster, mm -hmm. more reliable, <laughs> okay, and access will be available in more areas. Now, I think one of Disney's problems is once everybody in the resort gets on the Wi-Fi, it comes to a, a screeching halt. <laughs> it's a, <laughs> it's, it's uh, ease quicker just to carry your pigeon. Yeah. <laughs> it's easier to use the phone. <laughs> uh, so Disney Port Orleans French Quarter Resort is the latest hotel to get these Wi-Fi upgrades. Now, if you're staying, you want to now go and look for Disney's new Wi-Fi. Uh the new Wi-Fi network is now called WDW Resorts Guest. Okay, yep. that's the network you now want to get on. Not Disney's public Wi-Fi or you know any of that other stuff they yeah. are selling you. Yeah. So, so if you do come down, I, I guess you know for this um, you know holiday season, and you're staying at the French Quarter, I'd be interested to hear if. Uh, your Wi-Fi experience is better. Well, I'm sure they get a lot of complaints. Well, at that resort, I'm sure they do because it's so open. You know, yes. but I don't see why it would be any more open than the Pop or Saratoga Springs. Saratoga Springs. Yeah. You know, uh, but uh, in doing some research for a book that I'm writing, I found out that Port Orleans mm. is the largest resort in was the largest resort at one time in Florida. It's well, definitely I'm, the largest resort because it's got French Quarter and Riverside. Yeah, I believe that. I mean, they're really connected. They're not. Yeah, there's a road that goes around yeah. the whole thing. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so it's fascinating. So you never know. You never know. So we'll see. If you guys are staying there, let us know. So let us know if the if the quality is better. Because I know, yeah. uh, for the most part, like when I do the live things on Tuesday night, the Wi-Fi is okay. Uh, but there are sometimes you're probably to, stretching the bandwidth. I am probably pushing it just a hair, but I'm doing it through yeah. my phone too. Yeah. So that's kind of that's better. Sketchy than, at best. Well, still, I mean, we haven't missed mm. we haven't missed one yet. We've done pretty good. The only time we ever had sketchy was when we were at Disney Springs once. Things got sideways at Disney Springs. Mm. Yeah. So uh, Disney's new streaming service gives creative oversight to uh, one Ricky Strauss. Uh, as many know, Disney's rolling out a new streaming service similar to Netflix that's making waves in the entertainment industry. Oh, is that an understatement? <laughs> Following the pattern, Disney has surprised Hollywood once again by assigning Ricky Strauss creative oversight of programming as president of content and marketing for Disney's streaming service. Rising through the ranks at Disney, Strauss now has the authority to develop the service's strategic content vision and green light TV shows. 
movies and other things they're going to put on there. Uh, Strauss, president of marketing for Walt Disney Studios for the last six years, has a strong background in promotions with past advertising experiences uh, at TriStar Pictures and Columbia Pictures. <laughs> Was he on when they did John Carter? We have know. to have a chat about that. <laughs> uh, during his time at Disney, Strauss helped develop films into box office matches such as Star Wars The Force Awakens because God knows it was all about advertising. That's right. The Black Panther, of course, because nobody's going to see that movie because it's all about advertising. Right. Beauty and the Beast and Inside Out. Ooh. Hmm. The surprise comes as a result of his past production history, which is also overseeing box office misses like Go and Fair Game. Wow. Especially since the streaming service is deemed to be a make-or-break plan to solve Disney's television viewership problems. Although most of Hollywood is shocked by the decision, Kevin Feige uh, endorsed the Strauss as a, quote, hugely support- supportive of storytellers, quote, and displaying, quote, creative instincts and expertise, end quote. Strauss will be responsible for hundreds of millions of dollars in production and have a and have to negotiate original content in addition to Disney mainstays like Marvel, Lucasfilm, and Pixar. Oh. He's got the king the keys to the digital kingdom in his hands. For instance, Strauss will oversee the upcoming live-action Star Wars series directed by John Favreau. The streaming service specific show will cost roughly $100 million for just 10 mere episodes, raising the stakes for Strauss and the service's performance. Other original content includes Timmy Failure, <laughs> horrible name, uh, a best-selling book series inspired by a boy, uh, by... A boy detective? Yeah, Timmy Failure, a best-selling book series inspired boy detective movie. That was written poorly. Yeah. Directed by Oscar-winning Tom McCarthy, the film has a budget of $45 million. Wow. So far, Strauss has recruited top directors and producers for the service's original content at a time when Apple, Amazon, and Netflix are stealing the best talent from traditional TV. However, he will also need to ensure the service's programs appeal to a wide audience and position it as an entertainment leader in an increasingly crowded market. Do they not know that they're building this for Disney fans? They do know that they have a built-in fan base. No. The answer to that is no, they don't. I mean, Star Wars hiccups notwithstanding, Mm -hmm. uh, there's not been, with the exception of um, the... Oh, geez, what were they called? Uh, the family of, not mutants, but the whatevers that lived on the moon. Oh, Ewoks? No. <laughs> there was one Marvel series that only did like eight episodes, and ah. it was not good. Ah. Outside of that, they've had no no misses. Mm. So Marvel, yeah. done. I, listen, I, I, yes, you're going to need some new content. But for the love of... Baby Jesus, you have the largest catalog. I know of old stuff, you know, live action, animated, uh, you know, TV shows, whatever it is. You could certainly fill <laughs> airtime, right, with some of that. And you just bought Twenty First Century Fox. Yeah, the right. Inhumans is what I was thinking oh, of. Okay, so you've got all of Marvel, 
And and I and I'm Marvel, Star Wars, Disney, Fox. Come on. Do you need more Pixar. shows? Yeah, Pixar. Plus traditional yeah. Disney stuff. Look, yeah. all the Disney fans alone will will buy into this if you have the one area that's got nothing but the old traditional Disney stuff, us old crotchety, you know, nostalgic Mickey Mouse fans will watch that all the time. All the t- sure. all the time. Yeah. If John Favreau is doing a 10-episode Star Wars series, mm-hmm. think of this. They could stream parts of D23 Expo. I know. They can stream Mickey's 90th birthday. I know. They can stream things from the parks. I know. You had me at hello Disney. Yeah, but but <laughs> but here's here's the thing. You don't have to convince I guess us. Right. That this is worth it. Disney's not... But do the right thing. Disney's thinking about, okay, what about the non-Disney fans? But you've got Lucasfilm fans, Marvel fans, Pixar fans, you know, and then the fans of the uh, Avatar, Mm. all that craziness. And then you've got all the other franchises. they own that now, too. That all fall under the umbrella with the the Fox deal. Fox, yeah. So here's the thing. I don't... I get it. But at the same time, it's like, we have to appeal to a broader audience. That phrase scares the crap out of me because I'm wondering what broad audience specifically they're thinking of because we could be having things on that channel that's not the kind of stuff that I want to be buying into. Yeah. Here was my thought, too, that once this law launches and starts to grab hold, I have a feeling Disney's going to cut back on some of their Disney channels, Disney Toon Channel, Disney Junior, Disney. I, I think they're going to cut back on some of those channels and put all the content on their streaming service in order to get people to make that leap. Am I trying to break into your house? Yeah, no. So, <laughs> light outside. so that's, I, that's my fear. I don't disagree with that. I, I think that uh, Disney could be could be doing some very interesting things and you know what most people are most people are evacuating from cable anyway (laughs) so maybe this isn't this is you know look you know here's how i compare it there's there's three four major wrestling companies pro wrestling is kind of my other little side you know uh guilty pleasure WWE has a streaming service, the biggest wrestling company in the world. Right. The next biggest company, New Japan, has their own streaming service. And they don't have nearly the amount of content as WWE, but they've got a streaming service and people are buying it up in droves because their their pay-per-view content is so great. Ring of Honor is another big company. They have their own streaming service. But that's the only way you can pretty much see it because they don't have a TV deal. And then Impact if Disney said to me, for $79.99, we'll stream every panel from the expo. So like a pay-per-view deal? Yeah. For the three days? Yeah. I'd do it in a heartbeat. Yeah, exactly. Uh, these 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 independent dudes that I've been Just watching. Just double the on, price of the ticket. Yeah. These <laughs> independent dudes that I've been watching wrestle for years, I've yeah. watched them grow up. Are doing their own show in September. It's forty bucks. I'm like, done. Take my money. 
But but my point is, you have all these little small companies that have streaming services, and they're supporting themselves. You know, they're still doing all the things they normally did, but but only WWE has a TV contract. So look, right. Disney could take all their content off of tape, cable TV and still make a buttload of oh, money. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they won't be making the commercial royalties, but you're getting direct dollars I, from your people. I mean, they could even have, uh, you know, levels of service. You know, you want everything we stream, pay this price. You right. want uh, the new stuff uh, and the new content, you pay this price. You want all the old stuff, like the live action and the animated and the TV show, well, you pay that price. People will pick their, their pain point and right. sign up. Right. I, I don't think you're going to have a problem. Anyway. Yeah. All right, let's move on to uh, Disney Springs. STK is now going to serve lunch and has a brand new spanking menu. Yeah. Uh, they will be open from lunch uh, every day, Monday to Friday. I don't know why that's Saturday and Sunday. Business. Well, on I, the weekends. I made a reservation for a Sunday. Well, we're not going to get that lunch menu then. All right. We may have to think about that. <laughs> uh, from 11 to 3. And here is uh, a little rundown of the menu all. Starting with salads. You got uh, the tomato and burrata with the calamata olive, crouton, arugula. That's $19. Then you have uh, shaved Brussels sprouts, apples, cranberries, and sweet grass dairy gouda with a macaroon almond for $16. You got the baby jam lettuce Caesar with herb croutons, uh, parmesan reggiano, for $12. For starters, you got the Little BRGs, which is a Wagyu beef special sauce sesame seed bun for $19. They're amazing. Oh, have you had one? Oh, yeah. I yeah. had them on my birthday. Uh, then you got mussels over dried tomato, herb butter, and a Chardonnay broth for $15. Crispy rock shrimp chili ramelade for $18. Then you got the raw bar. <laughs> which is kind of weird at a steakhouse. Uh, you got the half shell, which is a half a dozen uh, mignette cocktail sauce uh, lemon for $19. Ceviche lime and red onion choco, choclo, $18. Alaskan king crab legs for $26 hairs. I've seen the TV show. It's a yeah. dangerous job. Yep, yeah, it is. Uh, then let's move on to sandwiches and burgers. You got the Wagyu meatball, pompadour sauce with the provolone and the marjani parmigiani. You just go downhill. You miss you mispronounce one word and then you just like screw it. It's all up. Right. Yeah, it's all. I'm make yeah. it all up. So you, go. Uh, you got bacon and eggs with smoked bacon, fraise arugula, truffled lemon Dijon vinaigrette. Then you got the lobster club with pineapple and heirloom tomatoes. For twenty four dollars, the blackened bison burger, tomato fondue. Yeah. They're big on the tomato on this menu. Yeah, well, tomatoes are cheap. Yeah, uh, blue cheese for twenty one dollars. Now, if you're looking for some steak, at SDK. I don't know how this is a lunch menu. <laughs> just, I just want to put that out on the record. Yeah, you can get a filet mignon six ounce for thirty nine dollars. But it will be the best filet you've eaten all day. And it's the only thing that will be on that plate. <laughs> That's it. You get a plate with meat. That's it. That's right. There's no decorations, no nothing. Nope. Meat, plate, done. Uh, next up, you get a New York Strip 14-ounce. So if six is not enough, 
you get a 14 ounce for $47. And if that's not enough, John, you can get the cowgirl ribeye, <laughs> 16 ounce for $66. 66 bucks. And this gives you an idea of their dinner menu and dinner menu oh, pricing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> for half that price, you can go to what's the, what's the, um, not Capo. What's the place that we went to that one time with Diane and Brian and um, the burger place, the steak place out in, ah, uh, oh, crap. Oh, Burns. No, no. Not, not Burns. Although, Burns would probably be <laughs> yeah. cheaper. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, so I can't think of it. But there's one on not 192 now. Uh, Max, no, don't worry about it. It's Manny's? Manny's. You can go yeah. to Manny's Chop oh, yeah. House and get it. Hey, go Manny's. Yeah. Yeah, you get a filet mignon for way less. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and if that's enough, they have entrees, John. Oh, yes. Entrees, yeah. too? Yep. They have a spiced tuna bowl. Huh. See what you did there. That's, mm-hmm. With quinoa, edamame, uh, pickled onions, charred broccoli, sesame uh, sesame sauce, a vinaigrette, and that's $21. Or you get the STK salad, baby gem lettuce, summer veggies, lemon truffle vinaigrette, and a six-minute egg. So I'm assuming this only takes six minutes to get to your table. <laughs> Apparently. For $22. Or, you ready for this one? Yeah. Wagyu hot dog. Get out of town. And chips mm-hmm. for $10. I think that's the cheapest thing on this menu. Yes. <laughs> I think that it is. Yeah. All right. Uh, they have some sides. They have uh, the Parmesan truffle fries. I think that's always on the menu. Uh, the mac and cheese. I think that's always on the menu. And the lobster mac and cheese. That may be new. I can't remember that. Mm, I don't remember. So, it sounds good. Yeah. Now I have to check the reservation. I got to find out. Yes. Because if they're out. only saying Monday to Friday, well, that's sad. Then no. Yeah. Then no. Then then we don't need to then go. No. Hey guys, it's Christmas in Tokyo Disneyland and Disney Sea as well. <laughs> uh, Tokyo Disney Resort is holding a 35th anniversary of Tokyo Disney Resort anniversary event. All right. <laughs> okay, hang on. Let me read this. And I'm not. I'm not kidding. Tokyo Disney Resort is holding a quote 35th anniversary of Tokyo Disneyland Resort end quote anniversary event quote happiest celebration end quote mm-hmm. Tokyo Disney Sea, Tokyo Disneyland, Disney Hotel, and Disney Resort line facilities will hold special Christmas events this year from November 8th to December 25th. Ooh. That's a whole lot of wrong writing right there. At Tokyo Disney Sea, Christmas will be displayed in a new way. At Mediterranean Harbor, there will be a new daytime harbor show. It's Christmas time! Full of Christmas music and authentic live performances presented by Disney's friends. In light of the singing voice of the singer, the dancers perform a beautiful line dance. <laughs> the stage will be all decked out in beautiful Christmas decorations. In the evening... Uh, they will be performing The Color of Christmas, which is a fantastic shining Christmas tree floating on water. This year, Disney performers board a new ship with beautiful colors on the Mediterranean Harbor at night. At Tokyo Disney Sea, Christmas will be displayed. Oh, wait, that's, I just got to read that. In the e- mm, thing, I just got to read that too. Uh, in Tokyo Disneyland, there will be a unique Christmas celebration for the 35th anniversary. Uh, on the celebration suite, a street of the World Bazaar, full of 35th anniversary festival feeling, uh, Disney performers will perform a special production that get, oh crap, you just, mm, oh. don't delete while I'm talking. <laughs> uh, 
that can only be seen during the night, only during the Christmas period. The World Bazaar is wrapped around the Celebration Tower, colored with Christmas colors, Christmas music, images, and light production. Also, a beautiful new Christmas tree, which is set for the first time in Cinderella Castle this year, will also have the 35th anniversary logo adorned. This is trans- translated, wasn't yes, it? Yes. Yeah. That's what I heard. That explains it. So there's a lot of stuff going on for Christmas. I I forget this every year. Tokyo Disneyland and Tokyo Disney Sea really goes all out for Christmas. Yeah. yeah, they love Christmas. And they call it Christmas. Yes. They do not call it holidays. That's the craziest thing on the planet. Yeah. Japan, China, calls it Christmas. Yeah, a Buddhist kind of country. Taoist, yeah. Buddhist, whatever. Yeah, all whatever. those there's Eastern religion, yeah. and they still call it Christmas. Yeah. We as Americans cannot say the word Christmas. Yeah. Corey said he's going to be there in two weeks. Really? I hope he's going to take pictures uh, and video. And me. And share with us. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Are you ready? Headline news. All right. Disney released a new sneak peek of Wrecked Ralph Breaks the Internet. That you did not watch. I did not see it. Nope. Did not see it. Not a one day. You're not a a previews person. I am not. Okay. Uh, Walt Disney's Enchanted Tiki Room is to reopen at Disneyland September 21st. I think it was down for a a rehabby. Nice. Make the birds sing a little louder. And and flowers croon. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Dwayne Johnson, The Rock, shares a look at the huge set for the Jungle Cruise film. He did this. On Twitters. Yep. I saw a picture of him and Emily Blunt in the look like the woods. And that's as far as I wanted to go. Or the jungle. Whatever. Okay. And that was it. I didn't want to see anymore. So I walked away. Uh, Rose and Crown Pub and Dining Room gets an updated menu. Uh, I think some things that people like kind of went away. So if you're a Rose and Crown fan, you may want to go check their menu. Yep. Target and Disney are teaming up for a brand new Disney Princess collection. Oh my gosh. I wish Disney would team up with I don't care who. I'm not familiar with them. <laughs> and come out with a line of adult bathroom, bedroom, kitchen stuff again. That would be I, cool. I miss that. You know. I'm just saying. Anytime you want to do it, Disney. You got my money. I'll just send you my pet. Uh, oh, I thought I had a picture. Maybe I didn't. Uh, the new pedestrian bridge was installed near Disney Springs uh, you know, for the new parking garage. Yep. Yeah, so a little video of that being uh, hoisted into place. It didn't take very long. No, it did not. It's scary how quick that went up. Yeah. I always hate when they do that and they don't have like the finished bits and pieces. Is it really bolted in? <laughs> I mean, let's hope. Well, it's bolted in enough. <laughs> You're not. Nobody's walking on it yet. Okay, I just get a little uh, apprehensive driving underneath it. That's all. I'm it's saying. bolted in enough. Okay. Uh, Festival of the Fantasy Parade here in Walt Disney World to take place now at 2 p.m. starting August 17th for an undetermined amount of time. I don't know why. They usually do this during the rain season because it usually rains every day at three o'clock. They usually bump it up to two. So that they can miss the rain. Is the dragon shooting fire? Uh, there ain't no dragon yet. Dragon, really? Dragon, dragon has not come back yet. And 
I think we spoke about this briefly, but uh, the Sherman Brothers uh, now have a soundstage uh, at the Disney lot named after them. Nice. And way long overdue. Huge. This should have been done bazillion years ago. Yep. You know. Uh, listen, they got a window on Main Street. That was good. That was a good start. <laughs> but this studio, I think... Um, well, one uh, studio is also the Mary Poppins uh, studio. And this, uh, I think, right across the way now is the Sherman studio. So Nice. Well, I mean, they deserve it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for everything they've contributed to Disney movie and television. Yeah. I, I think so. Understood. It was sad that Mr. Sherman's brother couldn't be there. You yeah. couldn't do this while the other brother was alive. <laughs> and well, wait till he was dead. They did know, and Disney has a tendency to drag their feet. Hmm. Yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah. All right, my friends, as I try to suffer through the hiccups here. <laughs> if you would like to find more out about us, you can find us on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram at Disney Parks Podcast. You can also find us at Disney Podcast or on Twitter. And you can find us at DisneyParksPodcast.com. You can find all of our show notes. You can, you can find our show archives. Uh, on our blog post by some of our amazing guest bloggers and link, links to all our amazing sponsors like dreamsbydesigntravel.com. Go check them out if you'd like to book your own amazing Disney vacation. Yeah, book a trip. Come see us. And if we don't see you uh, online or in real life, we'll see you in, in the, the parks. The Disney Parks Podcast is not affiliated with the Walt Disney Company. All Disney parks, attractions, lands, shows, event names, etc. are registered trademarks of the Walt Disney Company. Like a boat out of the blue Fate steps in and sees you